You are listening to The Forecast, Global Edition, Season 1, Episode 24. The following takes place between 12 p.m. and 1 p.m. Events occur in real time. few weeks like the team's really needed your sharpness and your goals what does it mean to come in and deliver like you did today it's a great feeling um, you know this was an important game for us you know it was a, it was a big one so we came here with the right attitude we knew what we had to do and it was, it was great to get the victory I mean you've not played or scored much recently but when you went through on goal didn't look like there was any doubt in your mind did you feel supremely confident of course um, you know these these are the things that uh, I guess you, you don't really train on too much running through one-on-one because you, you don't really get many, you know, that much time anyway. But um, I feel sharp, you know, I'm, I'm glad to be starting, glad to be, be uh, providing some chances for the, for the boys as well. Forecast episode 24. The forecast is the official podcast of 
For Fields of Enfield Road, we are at www.foresight.com, we're a great international community of Reds, and our site features news, opinion pieces, various types of articles, match reports, player ratings, videos, this podcast, you name it, we have it. If you haven't already uh, visited our site, you're welcome to do so. We get loads and loads of comments, 10,000 comments plus a month, so it's a great place to be. Um, yeah, please feel free to, to drop by at any time. Uh, our usual guests are back with us on this show. Uh, say hi, Eric, Vez, Keith, Christian, Jason and Mental. Hi, guys. Going to talk about a few things today. First and foremost, let's kick things off with your views of uh, last weekend's game. Uh, Keith. The Hammers were terrible, weren't they? I mean, as good as we played, and I'm glad we played and it wasn't comfortable because it was not squeaky bum time. It was an actual pleasant watch for a change. Wondering, uh, you know, we didn't, weren't wondering, are we going to score a goal? Are we going to get three points? Are we going to mess this one up again? Um, it was good. I love the way they, uh, Klopp actually changed formations. We were more attacking. The two up front with the diamond. We've been screaming it for ages to get more aggressive against the lower... All right, so I re- with, with the change of formation, um, I really hope Klopp's learned something, and I hope we go into the Middlesbrough game the same way, mm-hmm. go for the jugular straight from the beginning. Jason? Uh, a couple of things I particularly liked about the game um, were uh, Sturridge. Um, I haven't seen him play like that in a very long time now, not, not just due to injury. Even when he's been fit this season, he's not looked anywhere near as sharp as he did against um, West Ham. I thought his... Mm-hmm. Movement was excellent. Um, uh, another thing I, I liked was Coutinho in uh, the deeper role, pulling the strings, yep. um, which which I think helped uh, Sturridge as well because he could play the through balls for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I think um, we, we did a good job defensively as well, uh, not letting them start too many counter-attacks apart from that slight heart-in-mouth moment when uh, they hit the bar twice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, um, of course, we are, Klopp deserves some plaudits for, uh, you know, for trying something new uh, with the formation change um, and also the personnel. Uh, his hands were kind of tied as well because of um, Firmino's injury, uh, but um, whatever he did, it uh, it really paid off, and uh, that is also in a, in a way a kind of an understatement. But um. Mental, do you think that if he if his hands weren't tight with Firmino's injury, he would have tried something uh, fresh? No. Um, uh, sorry, no, I can change the answer. I think he would okay. have done something similar. Uh, okay. he, I mean, he he knew we had to win. Yeah. Uh, he was uh, putting Sturridge uh, on. Yeah. I think was a was a must anyway. He wanted the goals, mm-hmm. and we haven't been scoring freely. Right. Um, so, and also with their three at the back, I think he very. You know, they play that three-four-three kind of system, but uh, I think he saw an opportunity there with the uh, the spaces, spaces along that back line because they were terrible at operating that three at the back. I mean, it was I heard on one podcast it described as a, a Z-shaped back line, so <laughs> which I think is quite okay. accurate. <laughs> Could you explain that a bit? Z-shaped back line. Yeah. <laughs> so. But I mean, the, you know, the the kit perfectly made for storage. Um, yeah, and moving Coutinho deeper. Suddenly he's got space, whereas he's, he just gets double and triple teamed all the time now, mm-hmm. as we've noticed, and it really cuts uh, cuts out his game. So that that was uh, that was really good to have. 
with him in with space and suddenly he can do things as a real parallel to what he did with Lalana, moving Lalana back out of the front line and suddenly Lalana has has space to operate and can see the game in front of him. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it really showed up how, how difficult it is to play the front line role because in the front line you have to create your own space. You know, you're very heavily marshaled mm-hmm. and you really have to have the movement to to create that space, which Sturridge does very well. Which Divock he'll he'll fight with the defenders, mm-hmm. get into that battle with them, but he he isn't so great at creating his own space there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Vez, why did this four four two diamond formation work? Well, uh, I keep wondering how much it was actually down to to us changing the formation and the system and everything. And how much it was down to West Ham choosing the wrong option. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had trouble with, we've discussed it a million times about those two banks of four in Park Park midfield of North White and Fernandez against against Liverpool, and you come out and play, and that just couldn't work. I mean, the difference in quality was quite obvious. Um, as far as the, our formation uh, is concerned, uh, the space that, would, that Origi and Sturridge were creating for each other with, with occupying the, the attention of the defenders was, I think, the, the biggest uh, impact mm-hmm. there. The fact that that back three of, of Collins, Reed and Fonte was... <laughs> yeah, that, that Z shape was a pretty good description. I mean that offside trap that they tried to pull with the first goal was what Fonte was thinking there. Why wasn't he keeping that line straight? Only he knows. Such an experienced player too. Okay. Thanks for that, Vez. Um, Eric, which players caught your eye and what were they doing um, well? Oh, well. Um, yeah, well, it has to be Coutinho in his new role. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was interesting because be, just before the game, Klopp was uh, mentioning him in his in, in in the midfield role, and he was talking about him as an eight. And when we all saw the um, um, the lineup coming through, mm-hmm. uh, I think most of us thought he would he would play in the ten mm-hmm. and uh, and the line in midfield because well, it's, it's pretty much um, how at times we were, uh, we already played this season with Wijnaldum and and Lallana at the same height and continue dropping into the, into a more central area behind uh, behind Firmino, mm. leaving room on the wings for Milner. So it expected that um, uh, at times uh, it was a bit Xabi uh, well, Alonso-esque how he got the ball from the feet of the defenders and 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 told Chan uh, uh, told Emre to, to to fuck off and 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 let him distribute play. Mm-hmm. And uh, Emre struggled with that in in for a bit. I was trying to find a new way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wijnaldum as well, um, because Wijnaldum has been very instrumental with the quick passing from Henderson forward to play on the half turn and, and find someone in front of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but Coutinho surpasses him, so um, it, it'll be interesting how they will fine-tune that midfield because um, how, how good they are as a player, mm-hmm. I don't think... This as a midfield worked extremely well. Um, well, you could obviously see that um, Coutinho and Sturridge have played 
um, what now over 60 games together um, there's an understanding there when Sturridge make the runs he knows um, when Coutinho will, will play the pass and Coutinho yeah. knows that when he turns into uh, he he turns his body away from from uh, midfielder trying to press him. Mm. He knows where Daniel Sturridge is. They just seem um, to have this understanding so yeah. of each other, don't they? It's always been evident. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's instantly. Yeah. You know, um, I think uh, Luis Suarez once said, uh, "Good players always work together very well." That was when he played at Ajax and um, they played the uh, the Champions League qualifiers. Mm-hmm. And they got a, a new striker, and they instantly clicked. And he just said, "Well, you know, mm-hmm. excellent players always find each other." You can see that he goes on, and he he clicks with Gerard Torres, clicks with Gerard. You know, those exceptional players, they th- they think faster. They they know sooner what someone's going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is uh, that was absolutely brilliant. And what I think my most favorite moment of the game was Daniel Sturridge making a run, not getting the ball from Milner, mm-hmm. and absolutely tearing it into Milner. It was absolutely bollocking for not releasing it fast enough, and I think that's a bit what we've been missing. I touched on, uh, on the article I wrote today, I touched a bit on, on winning mentality, mm-hmm. and that's what you need to have. Daniel Sturridge thinks he's the best number nine at the club, and he will turn at you and say, I can only do this if you can if you play the right ball. So f- fuck off Jimmy, play the right ball. And uh, I think we've been yeah, we lack that at times and, and uh, I really love that moment. So Jason, we know that um this change in the tactical system cannot be judged entirely on the merits of just one game. Um against a side that has been dreaming of the beach since they beat Spurs own uh, title bid uh, uh, the week before, uh, securing their own safety in the process, of course. But um, we we'll, we know that you know some of the limitations in playing this four four two diamond is due to the unavail- general unavailability of um, Daniel Sturridge. Um, so that's been the, the the story of the season so far. But let's assume that okay, moving forward, if we don't have Daniel Sturridge, are we able to play this system in this formation? Um, with other personnel that we have? I think another couple of um, players that, that might be interesting in that role, uh, one could potentially be Mane um, because he's got that uh, burst of acceleration that can take him away from defenders. Um, and uh, obviously um, there's also Ings as well. So um, we, we don't know how he's going to come back from injury and so on, but he might be another player who who could who would work well in a two as well, right. Um, right. alongside Origi. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure it's going to be the best role for Firmino though. I think if if we played a diamond, he would probably be better off at the the tip of the diamond. Yeah, but where they, where would they put Coutinho then? He didn't play in, in the eight. tip anyway. Yeah, in the eight. St- uh, so still on on the side on one of the sides of the diamond. Um, so Firmino would play rather than Lallana. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'd always, I'd always play Firmino up front. Um, you, at Hoffenheim, he also played as a as a as a shadow striker, uh, as as a number ten, really high up, round, a really tall lad. Mm-hmm. Don't know his name. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 
So I, I would always play Firmino up front there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a, a very decent understanding with um, with Sturridge. Mm-hmm. Them two making the runs off the ball, right. and then Mane dipping into those holes, or Lalana, or Rodri and Brewster. Okay. You know, Sterling, Sterling played there in thirteen fourteen. Mm-hmm. Um, could could potentially be something for uh, Ryan Brewster as well because he's got that that same blistering pace. Right. Right. Okay, so we have talked about this guy for the for 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 many podcasts actually um, about Daniel Sturridge. So much so that um, you know we have some comments saying, "Oh, this topic again," but it's coming back again, again, and again. We all know how good he is; that his quality is beyond doubt, right? And um, so this r- debate now of keeping or selling him is again rearing his ha- its head so now we've come to the last game uh, about to come to the last game anyway do you think you'd keep him or sell him uh, I, w- I would keep him um, it's, it's funny most of our players get better in the eyes of, of, of the people uh, when they don't play mm. Daniel Sturridge is the other way around mm. When he doesn't play, we all want to flog him. We need to sell him. He's only worth 15 mil, <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. He plays one game yeah. and he shows he's absolutely world class. Yeah. And people bang on about how, how have we not signed him for 200k a week for the next 20 years? Yeah. It's it's absolutely mental. That he's just he's a brilliant striker. Okay. Um, provided we can get him fit, so keep. Okay, so how about you, Vez? I think uh, if we could find a proper replacement, we should sell him. Still, okay. uh, like you said, Joe, there's no issue with his quality, and uh, you never know when those injuries are, are going to start happening again. And it's been three whole seasons with him more absent than present in the team. Yeah. So. It's just when you need a striker, he's he's not there. He's not available, mm-hmm. and that that that's been frustrating for for three years now. Yeah. And I, I love the guy. I really do. I love the way he plays. I think he's he's the fabulous center forward. Um, but if you can't rely on him, then then it's time to get someone who you can rely on. If we can't get a proper replacement, a top quality striker, then okay, let's keep him by all means. Okay. But if we were to sign someone like like Lacazette, then then I'd sell him. He's actually been um, one of the players who've been in the match day squad the most. Who? Sturridge. Daniel Sturridge. Yes. Okay. He's played. He, he just hasn't been used as a, as a starting striker. But um, up until uh, got injured, I don't think he missed a game. He just wasn't used that much. He was used when uh, we absolutely battered Leicester. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he had some cameos, but he just couldn't get game time. Because yeah, the three who were playing were absolutely brilliant. So... When it's, we eventually need him most, he, he was unavailable then. 
Yeah, but well, if he's ready, it's and, frustrating. Yeah, but is that his fault that the manager doesn't use him? No, it's not a matter of fault. I'm not. I'm not saying that. that I'm not putting any blame on him. Mm -hmm. I mean, nobody chooses to be injured, especially when you're most needed. But it happens. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, and he's more injured injury prone but in the end he's been available for quite a lot so when yeah. we say yeah it's, it's just the club hasn't injuries. used him basically has not preferred him or not preferred yeah. to play him anyway so maybe does, that does maybe it, that's it, the it, real does, issue does isn't it make it? a difference with us with us having uh european football next season though i mean there's going to be more games and more times for um people to come in at least to making substitute appearances and so on Exactly, and that's why we we won't be able to afford having a players down for for such a long time. Mm. But that's the thing. I've, here. Got, I've got yeah. I've got no doubt that Klopp's looking for another striker. He needs someone he can rely on. And the problem, I mean, if you can get twenty games plus out of Sturridge, you keep him, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, uh, Klopp wants someone he can rely on. I've got absolutely no doubt about it. He doesn't have a problem getting the team scoring, um, and he will be looking. He will be looking for another another striker, and if he gets one, then he will sell Sturridge as a as to help pay for it. I've got absolutely no doubt about that. But the challenge this summer is going to be getting players. Um, if we get fourth, that only gets us to playoffs. It doesn't get us into the Champions League proper. Mm. So that makes it tougher still. But this is the the thing that really. Um puzzles me um, and a bit confused by this point here um, so we he has been and, and what Eric said is right he has actually been available for for some stretches at least he has he has been fit fit and he he has been on the bench it's just that club hasn't has preferred not to use him okay so now as we started the the, the pod I mentioned that you know in this instance against the hammers his hands were tied because Firmino was injured um, so he started Sturridge and and uh, married that together with the formation change, and it, it paid um, fantastic results. I mean, you know, Club uh, will be one of the first to um, to admit how effective that um, this whole thing was. But the thing is, now we know. Okay, so assuming for this final game, if Firmino is fit now, okay, um, what does this mean for Sturridge? Does he go back to the bench because he's he's He'd, he'd much rather play even Divock or Rigi ahead of Sturridge as well. So, yet, we are not saying that, okay, Sturridge is a perfect option in the plan B scenario. So, uh, yet, you see this all this celebration at the end, they're all pally-pally, talking to each other, whispering sweet nothings into each other's ears, and everything is fine and hunky-dory. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe really it isn't, actually. Um, and that you know everything is is as is the way it is right now as we are seeing it because we just want to get through to the end of the season and in the summer a lot of things have to be sorted out and actually the the the, the future for storage has already been already been uh, decided so maybe all of this discussion that we're having even even in this in this in this uh, subject is actually kind of uh, moot what do you think yeah maybe club won't care about it at all yeah about a what we're saying on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You never know. 
And since yeah. he listens to us, right? He just might. He just might. Okay. All right. Am I allowed to contribute something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, we don't, we don't have a clue about the the assessment by the medical department. And I have to say, um, what has been mentioned very early in this podcast, it's it was astonishing how fit um, Sturridge was, not just physically but also psychologically. And what has struck my eye, um, what stood out for me was um, when Origi tapped this easy ball in for the 4-0, how Sturridge um, approached him and, and openly celebrated that, that easy goal from Origi with him. Mm -hmm. So there was some, some kind of telling. I mean, in this interview, um, after the game, Sturridge said uh, he, in, he enjoys playing and the manager, uh, yeah, he trusts him and has, he has a good relationship with him. Okay, that could have been some sort, some sort of, of uh, the normal yeah, the normal uh, talk. But um, <clears throat> it looked to me on the pitch after that fourth goal, Sturridge really commits himself to the course. And he he obviously shows some sort of self-confidence you normally only have when you really feel you are part of the project, part of the club, part of the team. Mm -hmm. It doesn't look like he wants to be sold or he's already sold and he's already given up or the manager doesn't want him anymore. Mm -hmm. All the thoughts that we had uh, earlier in the season First of all, his lack of, of uh, um, commitment and ambition and his laziness and then his lack of fitness and injury. It all seems to have been blown away. And uh, I think um, big credit to, to both Klopp and also to Andreas Kornmeier for getting this, this man back to, to 100%. Hey, you know, I didn't see any evidence of this so-called laziness. He was full of industry, full of uh, yeah. inventiveness. Um, he wasn't like... He's not like a Firmino type of player pressing and obviously he doesn't do that. I don't expect him to do that anyway. But but he did it. Oh, he did it as well. Yeah, he did it. Yeah, he he does that. Um, but you can see that he was always full of movement, always alert, always making himself available. You can always see him, you know, uh, in the right positions behind, um, just behind the the last line of uh, defenders. You know, the other thing is, um, the other I noticed. One of the criticisms is that I said, okay, he, he may have lost some of his pace pace, because of his injuries. And I saw several instances that said, whoa, he's off. You know, he, it looks like he's got some pace left in, this, in his tank still. So, yeah, it, it would be, a, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's, uh, he's his, a, uh, Joe, his, his numbers have never made him out to be a lazy, uh, a lazy player. Mm -hmm. um, the numbers have never supported that. It's just a, it became a popular, a popular thing for people to beat him, a stick to beat him with. Um, but um, he did show more, more willing to run in this game than he has for a while, mm. which perhaps suggests he's just feeling happier about his body at the moment. Okay. I mean, he, the thing was before, you know, he just had that little mini hip problem um, yeah, that yeah. made him miss. Uh, was it the Palace game he missed? Yeah. Um, uh, he he had actually been fit for a little while before that, so. And th and that 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 second little hit problem only lasted a few days, so in that sense he's had a long time to actually get quite fit. Right. Um, and it, you know, if anything would have been missing, it would have been uh, sharpness. Right. Right. Um, and and we know that he comes back very sharp anyway. Mm. Um, it doesn't often look rusty. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's just the thing about Firmino is he's uh, he's he's a perpetual motion player, isn't he? He's quite exceptional. Yeah. in that sense. 
you know, he's, he's ridiculous and yeah. we're unlikely to find too many people like him. Yeah. Lalana is always moving. Henderson's always moving. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, we, we sort of decided that's normal now because we're playing under clock. But actually, it's not. There's not a lot of players who, who move as much as they do. Well, Hendo isn't moving much, let's put it this way. <laughs> um, okay, just moving on from this point, I'll talk about his strike partner, um, Origi next. And I guess, in a way, it's uh, kind of good that uh, uh, Keith has dropped out of this one for a moment <laughs> to try and get a more objective view of Divock. Um, of course, putting aside the the argument that, okay, he's still young, it's a long-term project and all that. Okay, just, let's, let's just examine him um, for what he has been doing this season. Um, we mentioned several times, he said it himself, that he wants to be the main man, he wants to play regularly. Um, but it, it seems to me um, that his inconsistency is working um, against him. Um, if, we, if we go on the on the premise that storage um, is a lost cause and that we're just trying to extract as much value right now in the, in the close, okay, and that ultimately he's going to go, okay, um, and we are short of attackers already. That leaves only Firmino as available attacker with Ings just coming back from major injury. Uh, and, uh, of course, there's Mane, but it's not just it's not really an out-and-out uh, forward or striker in that sense. So, you know, do, do you think the the Belgian has done enough um, to to suggest that he he needs and, and should deserve regular first-team football? Jason? Um, in a word, no. Not first-team um, football. Uh, I think... One one thing I did notice about him in in the West Ham game is that um, he improved in the second half, and I think um, Sturridge started dropping deeper and, and and was kind of picking some of the balls that Origi liked to run onto. Um, but I, in terms of whether he's he's valuable in the squad, I definitely think he is because I mean you look at his. His um his goal scoring record this season for a twenty one year old I think it's actually pretty good, um, but I just don't see uh, as a as a starting player I, I think there's too many too many in front of him who who are at a higher level at the moment. Mm. You know when you are talking about stats, okay, when you compare um, his stats this season to to that which he posted in the twenty fifteen twenty sixteen campaign, this only for the league. Okay, he's actually dropped off. Funnily enough, um, during the fifteen sixteen season, he was actually scoring zero point six seven goals per match compared to this season, which is zero point four three. His shot accuracy is also down from seventy one percent to forty eight percent, and not only that, he's also having fewer shots per game. Okay, one point two, and last season it was three point two. He's also doing less successful take-ons, and that's decreased from 1.87 to 0.9. And he's also not as creative this season as he was last season, averaging just 0.75 chances compared to 1.2 of the previous year. So in every measure of offensive um, statistic, he's actually gone down. But could that be because he's playing more? So No, yeah. Thing has to do oh. with the system that we played yeah. four two three one uh, last season. So he had a number ten around him, and you can see how good he was yesterday. Uh, was it yesterday? Last game, 
mm. um, how much he likes that. So I think it's uh, yeah. a lot down to that. Okay. More than anything else. All right. Okay. He's he's got and a lot of learning still, to do. And, yeah, he, sure. He shouldn't be yeah, a starter. He's got a lot of learning yeah. to do, but it's eleven yeah, it, goals this season. It's not it's just that. Ten, it's, and it's, it's ten last season. We've developed a different style of attacking game this season. Our goals come from everywhere. Mm. And that's why that that central striking role isn't as vital as it usually is mm. in attack. In, in, in the numbers, in, in, in the number of shot, number of goals scored and stuff like that. Right, right. You cannot, you cannot have everything great with every single player and and with this uh, massively changed um, attacking lineup in the early early stage of the season which worked so beautifully well for both Klopp and us um, Klopp was reluctant to change it and so both strikers were warming the bench mm. yeah and and especially Origi suffered from that badly as a, as a young striker which had to de- had to uh, to get the development the chance for for regular playing time to further develop, and uh, so he struggled when he was back on. And uh, but I have to say, I mean, Origi had, from my point of view, had a much better game than the ratings say everywhere mm-hmm. across the media. Um, there were several situations which were, were really promising with his shots, very close to scoring, and also his his quite unique ability. Unique um, for for say for that that sort of of uh, players below the world class level. Mm. Um, that was fantastic how he he drew uh, three uh, three um, oppo- opponent players, mm-hmm. and then uh, still um, completing successful passing. That was fantastic to see. It was not all over the game, but he's coming back. Mm. But he needs regular playing time. He needs the chance. Sturridge obviously. Um, sh- yeah, felt extremely comfortable with, with, with him as a striking partner. Yeah. So, yeah, that that will come back. With Mane being injured, that, that's their chance as a pair in attack. And I, I hope for, for Klopp uh, doing exactly the same thing and uh, get them started again yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. Okay, um, right, before that, before we move on, um, dear listeners, um, obviously you're no longer hearing Keith in the conversation because we're experiencing some technical difficulties on his end. He can hear us, but we can't hear him, which is the perfect place that we want to be, actually. So, <laughs> Keith, if, you're, if, if you can still hear us, you're welcome to type on the, in the comments box there and Skype and uh, if you want to say something, ask a question or whatever, please feel free to do that. I'll read it out loud. Okay, so yeah, do that. Now, so guys, we we talked about this, uh, we chatted about this offline. So Firmino is a few, assuming Firmino is fit, okay? Uh, we don't know what, what the, the sta- status of that is, but let's assume that he is fit. What are you going to do? What will you do, Eric? i take Origi out. I'd put, um, I'd put Firmino up front with storage. I think Origi has shown that he's a pretty stable substitution. Um, yeah, that's what I would do. Okay, guys. Um, I wouldn't change anything. Stay the I same. Would keep, yeah, exactly the same team and put Firmino on the bench and bring him on later if needed. Mm. Is I it- mean, bring him on anyway, but but the starting eleven I wouldn't change. So. Uh, 
all same really for you yeah if the system works why mess with it yeah but is that the only reason you don't 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 fix what's not broken well is that the only? it is a little bit of that you know even if he is fixed how fixed is he exactly yeah no so, i think the point i'm trying to get at is the um, is in terms of the um the the way they play with each other look if he's completely fit back to his best then yes i would bring him in but instead of lalana okay at number 10 okay okay jason what do you think of this um you know the way they dovetail with each other Firmino and Sturridge and Divock these three um, how well do they work with each other I, I don't I don't particularly think that um, this season Firmino and Origi have have worked well together uh, I don't think we've seen too much of Sturridge and Firmino together have we I, I think there was some uh, debate last season about about whether they're trying to make the same runs and and so on and, and kind of getting in each other's way a bit. I, I think it, I think if it were me, uh, I would be I if we wanted to bring Firmino back in, I would be tempted to um, drop Ginny and put uh, drop Lalana back into Ginny's position and play Firmino in the in the ten in behind. Um, that makes sense. That makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Because I, I think I think there was good chemistry between Sturridge and Origi. I think what one of the things I think Origi might be suffering from a bit this season is I don't always think that Coutinho and Firmino trust him, so they're not always always looking to pick him out. Exactly right. It was left aside. Yeah, Christian. Yeah, you, Mike is all yours. Go yeah, on. yeah. Um, it is, I think, from the psychological aspect of the game, of the team balance, um, it is very important for, for Klopp now to keep the, this successful uh, comeback pair of strikers on the pitch and, in fact, uh, re- reward them with uh, starting again. They have proved they are very good. They have committed themselves to the, to the task um, they had. Uh, on the hands and and um, they sh- they really should be rewarded with with starting again. I mean, otherwise, all the all the hard work on the training pitch doesn't make sense at all for those guys. Origi has to develop as a young player as well, and Sturridge has really proved um, that he um, has done everything to um, to fight for a starting place. And not rewarding that with uh, bringing them b- back again next game, I mean, this makes all the those efforts pointless. Mm. Firmino has played almost all season and he's a very good player but with both Brazilians I have to say at this um, right here just to bring this on mm. um, because I wanted to say that uh, many podcasts ago already um, both Brazilians have very very good positives but also some negative sides on it those Brazilians they keep the ball too long they, are, they tend to dribble they slow down the game so sometimes it really makes sense to give the others a chance mm-hmm. because our, our game looks different then makes us less predictable and West Ham really suffered from that mm-hmm. well, West Ham really suffered from an unleashed Coutinho scoring two goals and and, and, and I have an assist so I'm not really sure I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm really with you there uh, Firmino has been one of our standout performance of the season um, scoring loads of goals uh, loads of assists 
see no reason um, why you can't say you've been out for just one game. Um, you're fit again. Uh, you're playing because you're our best forward in the way we want to play. Let me ask you this question, okay? Do you think Coutinho is, is playing his way out of Liverpool? No. Not this no, season, yes. but obviously he, he's shown that he's he's absolutely world class. Mm. So um, yeah, if he k- keeps doing this, and we don't um, close the gap to serious uh, uh, title challenges, semi-finals, finals of Champions Leagues, winning trophies, um, he, he's out the door at some point, one two seasons. Okay. Um, so, but there's you. Fancy, you obviously disagree. You said no straight away. Yeah, but, uh, I'm just curious, Eric. What makes you think we won't close that gap? I, no, I'm no, quite things positive. Things can happen. They, no, no, well, no. yeah, they they can happen actually. And yes, uh, if a player stands out from the team for for far too long, then he will leave. But uh, I'm not. I, I can't see Coutinho actually trying to to do that at this point. I'm, I'm not. Oh, if if we're talking about what the question you 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 asked Joe is he trying to play his way out of Liverpool or mm, yeah I, I, like you know how you I'm know sure. how Suarez um, you know he tried to I'm sure there's big yeah. there's a big difference to to what Suarez did okay uh, with with this contract without the the, the reportedly without the buyout clause mm-hmm. and and. Uh, him, him re- repeating that he wants to, to play for Liverpool and win trophies for Liverpool, that's something that Suarez never said. Uh, I believe he said a few times, even when he was at Ajax, that his ultimate dream was to play for Barcelona. So Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's always been the dream to, so to play it, for Barcelona. So it was Barca. expected for Suarez to, to want to leave at some point. And I think uh, it's, it's a quite a different with Coutinho and uh, if the club if the team uh, continues to grow with him then then I see no issue that, that would make him want to leave but if we don't then, then if we don't fight. then we won't be able to keep a, a, any good player okay. by no, how far that, that is the reality our, our best player See, see, it's Jason. not like when we had Suarez, uh, uh, he, he was so much better than anyone else in the team, or e- even Steven Gerrard at, at times um, uh, over his career. But, you know, there's players in, in the team now like um, Mane and Firmino and Sturridge. How, how much better than them is Coutinho, realistically? I thought that this weekend he showed that in his actual position. Um, you know, he's always played the ten with Neymar on on on, on the left wing in, in in the Brazil youth teams. Mm. Um, this is his actual position, the free roaming midfielder um, who who dictates the play and and runs and dribbles, finds pockets of space and, and sets up plays and, and scores goals from that area. Um, I think he's absolutely a class above all our players. How much I, I rate Henderson as one of the best midfielders in the current game. Um, how much I, I, I like Firmino and, and, and Mane has been absolute 
an absolute worldie this season. But um, yeah, I really do think that Coutinho is a class above those those guys. He's not the Suarez level above them, um, but um, you know, Suarez was was different. Uh, I think you all read the the quotes from uh, Jordan Henderson about him and and the ankle. Uh, uh... I I disagree. I think he's a, he could a fantastic player. He's, he's really very very good, no doubt about that. But I think it's about time to to um, to mention some some um, some weaknesses of his game. I mean, I have seen that numerous times in in the past games. Uh, over the season, that that Coutinho is focused on the ball, not not uh, raise, lifting his head, not watching what uh, his teammates do, missing a lot of of good passing possibilities to players who are in a better position, who are in a better position than him. Instead, of running into opposition, losing the ball, and creating counter um, um, counter attack opportunities for the opponent team. And um, <clears throat> he does not. He he's fantastic on dribbling. But at at uh, his pace is not 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 really great. He does not really think... have. He's not really a pacey player. Hey, welcome and back, I, Keith. I would love to see him um, prevailing against world class defenses, which we haven't played at all. I think for... you'll see. Can you guys hear me now? Yes, as long as yes. I've been watching uh, yeah. Liverpool, we hey, haven't okay. played hey. Yes, we can. Uh, obviously, something wrong. I had restarted okay. my phone. I don't know. No, right, I don't okay. know what happened. Yeah. Anyway, but what my take on Coutinho is this. Against the top teams, when we're playing 4-3-3 and he's got the space, he plays fantastically well. Mm. When teams sit deep and man-market him in the 4-3-3 scenario, mm. he gets crowded out, bullied out. That he shifted into the center in the, in the diamond formation, gave him more space to play. Uh, I think when it gets a little bit physical and when they bump him and they man-mark him, mm. he, he, he sort of loses it a little bit, as would anybody. Um, but I think it's it's a tactical thing that Klopp has to work out how to get the best out of Coutinho to give him that space. And I think when the teams do sit deep, playing another formation will help him a hell of a lot. And I and I, I agree with Christian. Against the weaker sides, sometimes he does go missing because they mark him out of the game. And he's got to have more consistency in his play. Um, and we'll as, see. As, I as hope we see that next year. As a, as a left winger, uh, I fully agree. Um, do recall the Swansea game, not the uh, not the last one, the first one, where due to an injury he had to drop uh, a bit deeper uh, into yeah. his midfield role, and he absolutely battered them, and he took us, he took the game away from them, um, and we won the game because of because of his influence on their game. So, yeah, absolutely. When there's room to play as a, in, against the top sides, fully agree. Um, we need I think to that's Klopp's mistake, though. Against those. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I think it's Klopp's mistake this season. season. Yeah. Yes. I don't know if it's a I mistake. Think... I think it's Klopp not having another wide forward that he desperately wants. Because if we get another no, wide forward, he plays him with Mane and Firmino. If we've got no, two, but, that, but, uh, but he, he would pull... He would pull Coutinho deeper if we had that other wide forward. But we didn't have That's the wide forward on. against West Ham. Uh, 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 and, and, and then he pulled him, still pulled him deeper. I just think Klopp was reluctant to go out of that 4-3-3 against the weaker sides. And then for whatever reason, he decided to, uh, to play it against West Ham because of their three at the back. <sighs> and I think maybe that was an eye-opener 
And I think I maybe think he'll be a little bit more technically flexible. I think he'll be more tactically flexible against teams. I think it has to, had to do with both Firmino and Mane being out and Coutinho not being the actual attacker. Um, and when you've got Daniel Sturridge and, and Divock Origi, it, it makes sense to say we do something else. All right, all right. Because it, it makes no sense to, to, to play Coutinho on the left, Sturridge through the middle and Origi on the, on, on the right or something. Yeah. So Just one last thing about Coutinho. Um, he's... He knows what it is to have your career stall and almost go off the rails. You know, we, we yeah. picked him up as a, a distressed asset, which is what January buys typically are. Um, you know, he'd had suffered injuries, inconsistency, dropped from teams, sent out on loan. He was, he was working, I think, was he uh, under Pochettino, a Spaniel? In, yeah, yeah. Uh, in yeah, he was. yeah, he was. You know, and... So he knows what it is, and he, he's, I think the most important thing for him is to be playing and to be playing in a good team. Um, that, I think that's why he's in no hurry to go to somewhere like Barcelona. Um, and this is all press. Accounts, he's, he's come out all the time and said he's not going anywhere. Yeah, uh, this is yeah, just yeah. Barcelona well, playing city buggers. Well, by all I accounts, like it's not even Barcelona. Barcelona need him? By all accounts, I mean, it's not Barcelona, because Barcelona view him as a forward. Yeah. Um, uh, whereas... You know, I think there's a lot of people who are saying, well, actually, he's better where he can find where he has space to operate in, which is deeper. So um, it's think, kind of think, and they, they, they don't need a forward. Um, the, um, the, the word on the street is that this is his agent, basically, yeah. trying to trying to generate some uh, some uh, interest because, uh, you know, I think it, you know, he's an agent he's looking for a. <laughs> He's, he's he's an agent and he wants uh, he wants a big deal, you know. He's and it may maybe that will happen in a couple of years. But the key thing is, Coutinho is uh, does not want to go back to sitting on the bench and having his career stall. And he knows at Liverpool he's an absolutely key player. Um, but there's and so he's not going to let go. Yeah, Christian. Mental, sorry that I interfered um, because Joe asked this question a couple of minutes ago, which was in fact uh, um, yeah uh, the core question about Coutinho. Leaving or not, wanting to go to leave or not, um, have you all um, heard of this last interview of him, where Coutinho was more speaking the general, the typical, yeah, poker language? You know, f um, earlier in the season he seemed to co fully commit himself to a long-term, um, long-term engagement with the club, and everything's fine and well and great and. And this last statement was very political, all of a sudden. Have you all picked that up? Sorry, what did he say? I didn't yeah, hear it. It, yeah. it, was like, yeah, it, it was like the typical general uh, talk, like, yeah, we play the season and great, and let's see what happens or something like that. It, don't get me fully wrong. I'm, mm. I cannot exactly quote it. But it was really political. It was totally different from the messages uh, were, se were sent to us earlier to the public. Mm. Yeah. And it was really concerning to me. Um, we won't sell him this summer, but I think it's also a um, um, a reaction to the club statement that he isn't for sale, that we won't let anybody go who we don't want to, to, to sell. You know, we took a fierce stance in, in that regard. I think that's a reaction by him and his agent saying, hold on, um, whatever you like to do as a club, I'm still here and I'm the one deciding whether I go or not. 
if a team I comes think, I, and pays the money. But, but he, uh, according to according to the club, he's got no buyout clause. He's just signed a new five-year contract. Mm -hmm. There's no reason he's going anywhere. I don't think. Uh, Barca I can don't think he will. <laughs> yeah. No, they, they need him because Iniesta is getting is getting worse and worse, or is is deteriorating a bit. And um, no, he's 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 in the very late parts of his career. But um, so well, they don't they see him. But this is the thing: Barcelona don't Barcelona don't see him as a, as an as an Iniesta yeah. replacement. They see him as one of the forward line, and uh, yeah. there's no space there. Yeah, yeah, and that's what. Well, that's what uh, okay. Balague, yeah. Gillian Balague, came out and said. Right, yeah, exactly. Oh, he's he's a, he's know? twenty percent right. So. Yeah, that's Do we know who's going to take over from Luis Enrique at Barcelona? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm really hoping it's going to be Kuman, but no, no names. Rogers. Because... <laughs> do, do you think Kuman's good enough for Barcelona? <laughs> Absolutely. Because if we don't don't you know. Think yeah, yeah. David Moyes. Who is yeah, going Moise, to yeah. take over at Barcelona? Then we don't know what they exactly would do <laughs> with Coutinho, or even if they need him or not. Yeah, good point. Yeah, that uh, that footballing genius of David Moyes is perfect for Barcelona. Yeah, I agree. Well, they, they need a rebuild, and he already re rebuilt Sunderland into a, a, a relegation event. Fine champions. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, hold on. Maybe the guy's looking for new challenges. I mean, to, to get Barcelona relegated, that would be a real challenge. <laughs> wow. I think boys are yeah. up to it. <laughs> He's that good. <laughs> hey, what about Rafa Benitez? What are, I wonder if Benitez would go to Barcelona. No, he's, he's no, a Madrista. He's a Madrista. Yeah, he's a Madrista. Yeah. He can go there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, 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 you won't touch him. Yeah. But after they sacked him, who knows? No, no, he's, he's still. He, he's part of the club. Not in the way that he hoped he'd be. Um, but he's still loyal to them. And he'll stay at Newcastle anyway. Okay, just changing gears a little bit. Um... I hope it's going to be po Pochettino. Okay, hold on. Because I'm just that... gonna I'm just gonna change gears a bit right now. Okay, um, would you swap places with uh, Manchester United in terms of um, where they are competing in a Europa Cup Never. final? I wouldn't I wouldn't be seen okay. dead in anything in Manchester United? No, no, no. Hold on. Okay, let, no, seriously now. Um, would you Would you rather be, you know, tooth and nail trying to ensure uh, finishing in the top four? Or would you rather be competing in the Euro Europa League uh, Cup final? Well, there where oh. we were last year, so I'll take this year. Yeah, I'll, I'll oh, but this that. year, this year though, the, it's so weak the Europa League. I'd, I'd, I'd rather be in the final. Of that uh, this AX side is not a, uh, well. I don't know. Eric's going to tell us, but I haven't watched much. I haven't watched any of them. But you reckon they're going to beat United yeah, in the final? I was going to ask that question next year. IX. They've got a very, very good opportunity. Um, if Fellaini is out, um, there is nothing um, the Manx can do what Ajax can't counter. Well, you and know what got, he's going to do, right? He's they, he... got brilliance. If Mourinho is going to say, um, I'm going to do what I always do, mm -hmm. and that's drop deep, sit, sit deep, um, there's a couple of lads with amazing set balls. Um, you've got Schoen in midfield. You've got um, uh, Ziyech with with a, a perfect dead ball. Um, so 
that is going to be difficult. They've got a very good defense, uh, which is very comfortable high line. They've got high pace in, in defense. Uh, they've got the wings occupied really well. Um, they've got aerial prowess and, and they've got an, an intensity to them. So I'm really, really liking this Ajax side. And, um, Any I good place for us, Eric? Uh, Davy Klaassen, without a doubt. Davy Klaassen what, is the one we, what, we actually what, what, need to go for. Yeah, he mentioned what, is the, what position? Uh, he plays as a... He's originally a number 10 in the way that you play with two... Oh, posters. no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not another one. <laughs> Originally, he was the number 10 in the We sense. all dream of a team of number 10s. A team of number 10s. A team of number 10s. <laughs> but... Um, uh, when when uh, Frank de Boer took over, he changed from two box-to-box midfielders with a 10 in front to a one number six and, and two eights mm. who play as a bit of a 10. So um, he really knows what Jurgen Klopp's been doing this season. Um, he basically has got no... Um, he's got no flaws in his game. Um, at first... It, 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 quite interesting because I really rate Frank de Boer as a, as, a, as a coach and a manager and he was raving about them and I first few games I didn't know why he was so so happy about him so I paid attention to him for three or four games he never makes mistakes he always takes the right decision he always finds the play he's always faster um, he's absolutely boss he, 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 his, his ball retention is great he rarely loses it um, he's he's very much a Wijnaldum and um, yeah um, we're being linked I'm, with I'm, this guy I'm raving for... about David Klaas and I really really want him he's he's an absolute leader as well he's always in the refs here and, and he's smart you know he's got that now that, that, that street smartness every time he plays um, uh, he has a talk with the ref he's fiddling with his armband just to mm. show the ref look ref I'm the captain of this team. I've got the right to talk to you. And he, he, he does it almost unnoticing, but he does it. And he's always in the, in, in the, in, 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 in the refs here. And they get a lot of, of things going for them, even in the Europa League. So, um, but, um, yeah, he's, he, yeah, so oh, we're also I'll being, be so linked, happy sorry, hold on. We're, so we're oh, also really being we'll linked with, um, Ajax, hold on, hold on. We're also being linked with, uh, Kasper Dolberg. Yeah, he's, he's going, he, has, I'd like to say, I really hate it. He's the new. But if anybody <laughs> ever is going to be the new Marco van Basten, it's Kasper Dolberg. And I said earlier, um, I've, I've got this bit of a golden rule. When you play in the Eredivisie, you need to play 100, 150, 200 games. And you need to play for a top club before you make the move abroad. Otherwise, you'll, you'll just have well you know Vincent Johnson who's perfectly capable of scoring 20 30 goals a season for uh, for a Tottenham doesn't now because he, he he missed that vital step playing enough games playing for the pressure of being um, the, the top player in the league and always needing to produce and always needing to be there all eyes on you 
Um, and I've changed my mind on Dolberg. We, if we go for him and we say, um, I actually, you, you, you wanted Danny Ings two years ago. Um, here's Danny Ings for on loan for a year. We'll take Casper Dolberg, pay you twenty million. Um, everybody will be extremely happy. Maybe uh, uh, Divo Garigi could go because I think Origi has everything in uh, in his locker to be an absolute world-class forward. Uh, he just needs to believe in himself more. And if if I think you guys have been so critical back, on Origi. You're being too critical on Origi. Which is you why know, we, we reserve that Divock Origi discussion. I know you've done it. I know you did it when I wasn't speaking. But I just, still, just think <laughs> the fans are being very unrealistic, very unrealistic on, on, on the expectations with this kid. No, no, yeah, I, I agree. In between but... in the games, I, 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 did, I didn't understand at all those bad ratings from some guys, uh, I think, within with us tonight. And... Uh, Another blog, yeah, and uh, Echo as well. Always Origi, the worst player. I couldn't believe it. I mean, he was not no, great, no, I... but some very, very promising scenes. He was very close to scoring, and uh, both physically and, and his marksmanship was almost, almost, almost class. It was just uh, tight, yeah, narrowly missed goals, and um, yeah. And then he scored again. Far from a five-point five. again, yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Sorry to say that. Sorry to be that that's uh, non-diplomatic, but um, Origi was, from my point of view, much better. He was very promising. Yeah, after missing out for such a long time as a, as a pure striker role, in a pure striker role, and with the Brazilians always leaving him aside and passing only to themselves. Sorry. Um, really yeah, I agree like with you, Christian, 100%. Yeah. You really don't like those Brazilians, do you? No, no, no. The Brazilians are very good, but they have strengths and weaknesses, and they are praised all the time in the media uh, how good they are together and they are, yeah, how they work together, together, together. And they are extremely good at, at um, reading the game and also in, on, on, um, working on tight space at slow pace, but only to a certain extent. But when pace is required and quick changing the sides and all those things, they are a bit behind. And they are I'm not, not the biggest Firmino fan as well. I must admit, I'm not the biggest Firmino fan. He has some brilliant games, and his work rate is incredibly good. But against the the, the teams that sit deep, he also he, he doesn't give much either. Yeah, no, sometimes uh, he's very good. Sometimes he struggles. He is he has his strengths and weaknesses as much as the others do. But it's not like they he's so much superior to Origi and Sturridge as a, as a striker pair. He's he has a different style, and of course, I mean the judge, the 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 coaches have to uh, have to assess which player is is the best for the next game in terms of his fit in terms of fitting into the own style and the opponent team. So I would say he's he's another very, very good option. He's a very good player, but he's not always superior to, to uh, either Origi or Sarich. Mm. It's a different option. It's a good option, but uh, not always better. There's one thing I don't understand. Uh, Eric says Origi has everything in his locker to become a top forward, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, and then Keith... Cuts in and says you're being too critical on Origi. <laughs> no, no, I was talking um, about the past when I when I couldn't contribute when my, there was a problem with my mic. I, I, I was uh, hearing all these things about Origi, and I just think I think 
the expectations are unrealistic. And I don't think he's nowhere near as bad as everybody wants to make him out to be. I thought he's had some great games and some shit ratings uh, where did, people did you not, did just seem to get the, decent Did you not hear ratings. the bit about all of, all of the statistic stuff that I rambled on about? Did you not no, hear any of that? I, I could have been off at that stage. The, I think, the, remember, I think, I think the, one thing people tend to forget when, when, when talking about Reed, and that is the fact that he's 22. And so, he scored but, 21 goals. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, I, I keep I keep hearing that as well. I mean, he's young. All of that is fine. But the point the point here is, he says he wants to start. He wants to start. I think he, it's the, come on. The, this is this is not Ajax here. We are not talking about Ajax. We are not Ajax. We are Liverpool. He wants to start. Well, look, look, Joe. Uh, <laughs> to paraphrase Klopp, what Klopp once said. He was speaking at the time about Daniel Sturridge, but I think it applies here. If a player is happy about sitting on the bench, then there's something wrong with him. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. standard yeah, standard, standard sentence. No. Yeah, he wants to again, start. Again, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Nobody wants to sit on the bench. Yeah, but that's fine. Yeah, that's, that's fine. fine. Yeah, acceptable. But the numbers are not showing it. Yeah, but what the numbers were showing. Klopp benched him. He scored five in a row, then sat on no, the but bench. The, the point here so he is the numbers are not showing it. The numbers are not showing it. The numbers are not showing it. The season. The numbers are not showing it. No, no, no. The numbers. Twenty-one goals. Every single seasons. metric, every single exactly. offensive that, metric this season compared to last season is not showing it. And it's not not only not showing it. It shows a very steep drop off. It shows a very steep drop off. How can you how can you discount that on on the on the notion that he's he's, he's young? How can you just how can you how can you no, just no, no, discount no, no, no. that? Joe, 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 you're going in the wrong direction here. We didn't discount that on the fact that he's young. Uh, we're just saying that the fact that he's young needs to be kept in mind. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, I'm saying that. Yeah, are, yeah I, I, I completely understand the point that he's young. I think those statistics is because mostly we are playing a different system this season to last season right yeah fair enough yeah no i, I completely see all that point of view and i completely agree i think um let me put it out here so that i think he's a great kid i think he's got a fantastic future uh, and in no way am i saying that we should give up on him okay but what i'm saying is that you know he wants to be a starter it's the right attitude to have but he's not showing the numbers that justify him to start that's what I'm saying. 21 but goals in two just a seasons. Moment. No, not a starter, but when you play 50 games or, or 60 games where we want to be in all finals, late in, in Champions League, you play 60 games a season, mm. there's quite a load of starts for a Divock Origi. And it, what I wanted to say when I said I think he's got everything in his locker, mm. um, Daniel Sturridge comes out and says, I think I am the best number nine here at this club. Mm. Yeah, Divock yeah. Origi says, I, I really would like to start. And there's the major difference. Both are sitting on the bench. Both mm. are needing to, to get a break from their manager. Mm. One says, basically, he says, I think my manager is an idiot because I'm the best option that he has. Mm. The other says, well, uh, if the manager wants, I, I would like to play sometime. And there's the major difference. And that's why I, I was thinking mm. alone to Ajax might do him wonders because when you look at all these lads the the Clivets, the the, the um, all these young kids don't even the big um, uh, Frankie de Jong all these lads play with that swagger that Divock lacks Divock should be way more arrogant when you're that good 
when you've got that much talent. Lad, you, you can walk onto that pitch and think, I'm I'm the best on, on here. I am the best. Oh, I would I'm like to... Short. Uh, Eric, sorry, I would like to comment on this thing. Jason, if I, if I may. Um, Origi had several opportunities to play. But, uh, and, and of course, we, we all agree he had some say bad games, many bad situations. Sometimes he didn't control uh, the um, the first ball um, appropriately and so on and lost it then and so on. Okay, but where does it that come from? He ran so often, he worked his ass off to run into positions, yeah, into into half spaces and didn't get any service. Mm-hmm. And um, as, I, as I said about the two Brazilians that was, was um, picked up by many commentators that the Brazilians mostly passed to each other and looked for each other instead of, of uh, involving Origi in the game. And so Origi was left off, in fact. And um, so there were many factors, in fact, adding up to, to that, what Joe, what you mentioned, yeah, the stats don't show that, the numbers don't show it. Yeah, many factors uh, are adding up to that, to that result. And so it was not entirely Origi's fault. There were, there were many other uh, points as well. and. You know, I've always defended Klopp in most of, of, of the points we discussed in the past. Um, but in this case, I, I, I thought today for a long time, quite a while about that. Um, Origi and both Origi and Sturridge were left too, for too long on the bench. Mm. We Christian, always... I, 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 what, you, what you've just said now rings such a good bell. Mm-hmm. I, I know I'm going to go back now. But our, the, our greatest ever goal scorer, Ian Rush, 360-odd goals for Liverpool, mm. we sold yeah. him to Juventus. Yeah, and yeah. he wasn't a success at Juventus. Yeah. And I remember the chairman of Juventus coming out and saying, Rush is not a failure. He makes so many good runs that the players just don't find him. And he was starved of quality uh, uh, yeah. assists. Yeah. Uh, and they sold him back to Liverpool. You, if we drop continue deeper, mm-hmm. let's face it, Chan and, 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 and Vinaldum aren't the greatest distributors in the Alonso mold. Okay. If we have a, a, a player like Coutinho pulling the strings in the middle of the field, finding the players with raking passes, I think we'll see a lot better from Origi. Uh, when he's come in, it's been because uh, we're playing weaker sides or we're in the cups and teams are sitting deep. He's never started uh, when we're playing the Chelsea's, the, uh, the United's of this world, when we were playing the 4-3-3. It was always our preferred Coutinho, Firmino, Mane. So he's always had the short end of the stick when it's come to preferred formations and preferred games when he's going to get the space. Mm. He's always had to play in the games where there were no space. His is a speed and strength. That's playing to his strengths. And And there went Keith. Oh, dear. (laughs) Keith. (laughs) He broke it. He broke the internet. He broke (laughs) it. <laughs> and he was making there such is, a good point as well. There oh, God, one, there is one big, big point with this continued dropping deep thing. When you imagine we have an, an, uh, another, a different attacker instead of continue forward, mm. engaging the opponent defense, and then you have somebody like continue who is a deadly threat as a marksman, 
and with his dribbling, so he can choose either to shoot or to dribble and shoot. So that this is, gives us a, 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 a lot more of a threat um, towards the uh, the opponent's defense than than both Chan or Wijnaldum or even Henderson um, can offer. So that I mean, we have to to see if it works well again against the Borough and also other teams. But I think that is a, that that could be some sort of a revelation. Yeah, Borough won't leave as year. much space. Borough won't leave as much space as West Ham did. West Ham were just hopeless. But Origi um, needs as much coaching as he does need game time. In fact, I would have preferred it if he hadn't had as much game time this year because he just needs to. He needs to be taught to do things. At the moment, it looks like he's he's kind of waiting and watching, and he, he just looks like he's ball watching a lot. Um, and it, and it, I just don't think he's comfortable with all the changes that we've had in our team. He's just not comfortable with what he's supposed to be doing. I've sometimes thought why he doesn't play in the in the under twenty threes. You know, if he's sat on if he, if he doesn't come on in a game, why, why do, and and he's just sat on the subs bench? Why doesn't he then play for the under twenty threes? Keep him. Will he start there? Uh, yes, I yeah yes. I just said, would he start for the under twenty threes? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, yeah. Of, course, of course he would. Of course he would. Yeah. yeah. I actually meant that as, as a half Listen, joke, but uh, but <laughs> it would be bad, I think. For... <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. That a was half quite joke. likely. I, I give you a half laugh. <laughs> yeah. Response. <laughs> I think I, for I your I half joke, there's a reluctance to 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 play someone like Origi in the under 23s because he sees himself as a senior player and he might sit as a. You know that he's been demoted, but but he's still you know he's 22, so yeah. uh, I I think that he he would just have a bit more fluency in his game if he was playing um, for those as well. If he's only making substitute appearances in the first team, then why not? I but think he'll would, get what? more game time next year with all the competitions. He will definitely start in the cups, uh, and he needs a good run uh, to get his confidence back up in a settled team. Um, I, I think you'll see a different Origi next year, as well as Klopp will, will, will be more settled as a manager in terms of his tactics, how he wants to approach games in, against certain teams. So I think it's a learning uh, sort of phase for both management as well as the players as as he's, as we're finding the feet. And I, and I think everybody's learning on the job. Mm. I think who would benefit more is Ings going out on loan next year to get his strength and fitness back. Yeah, uh, just I, see, I, see, I think I don't know. I, I, I disagree with that. I, this this year is the year we've had the time to have the coaching because uh, a week between games. Um, so I would have expected him to be um, a little more polished this year true. from that. Whereas next year we're going to be so busy with games yeah, every every midweek that um, you could be as polished as you want in practice. Yeah, but you can be as polished as you want in practice. If you're not getting game time, you're not putting it on. You're not putting it together. He's had loads of game time, Keith. This is a this is a myth you've been spreading for months now that he just hasn't had game. He's he had loads nah. of game time. What he's, what he's been missing is the specific coaching. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm a bit surprised that because we've had loads of time for coaching and and he's had game time and he doesn't look like he's comfortable in in it when he's on the pitch. He he looks like a bit of a spare part. Vezio <laughs> in mid sentence. Yeah, just one question. If Origi to to playing for under 23s, then uh, what would that mean for for the kids playing in the under 23s now? For someone like Brewster. 
they would play less. <laughs> it's basic math. Yeah, knock-on <laughs> knock effect. Though. Yeah, exactly. Would that be good? No. Such insight, Eric. Such such yeah, insight. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> deep stuff, Vez. Deep stuff. Deep stuff. How old is Origi? He's 21, right? He's 21. Who? Yeah, Origi? He's yeah, 21. Joe, you need to remember that, that Divok isn't that old yet. But Dembele. How old is Dembele? Uh, have you seen Musa? him play all games? 19. 19. Uh, Rashford? Uh, the, the, the Dortmund Dembele is 19. Rashford? 18. 18. The thing is, though, often when you see these players come through at a really young age, I mean, you think about Michael Owen or, or whatever, then, then sometimes they burn out uh, early as well. It's you, you don't often get many, you don't often get players who come through ready for first team Premier League football. Um, at such a young age. Mbappe. Mbappe is also quite young, right? He's he's 20. 18. Didn't Sturridge come out and say he likes playing with Origi? Did he say that? He, it looks like he does, actually. Uh, they, they I, I, I think I, I, I thought I heard something or read something that Sturridge says he really likes playing with Origi with his physicality and running off him, having two up yeah. front. It makes sense for it. You know, formations suit certain players. Uh, I've seen Sturridge get lost in 4-3-3 as well. Against no, teams that said deep, a, being very point, ineffective. Right? Yeah. I think I think we've got we you know it's 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 a matter of also looking at the the, the strengths of the players yeah. and, and and setting up the team according to those strengths as well, yeah, or yeah. getting rhythm if they don't suit the formation. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned it earlier. In, um, after after the fourth goal, how how went um, ran to to Origi celebrating the goal Origi's uh, easy tapping goal with him. And and uh, uh, Serich had this natural expression of joy in his face, yeah, mm-hmm. of happiness. Uh, that was was fantastic to see. Uh, so so he felt extremely comfortable playing along along Origi in this in the second half. It was uh, t- really telling. It was really uh, yeah yeah fantastic to see. It was completely different picture from the typical uh, yeah elite professional superstar Sturridge. As, as we were told about in the media all the time. I wish. I hope uh, we see the same formation of players against oh. Middlesbrough as we did against West Ham. Yeah, I, exactly. I hope he sticks to the same team. Yeah, I, me too, me too. You know, I really think these two guys can play very well together. We just need to see them play together more, Sturridge, Sturridge and Origi. I think they they have something that they, they, they just have that um, understanding between them. And, and, they, and they make each well, other not, better. Neither, neither of them are really line leaders on their own. Jason, you want to say something as well? Because you were completely maybe, maybe we don't need we don't need line <laughs> leaders. Yeah. Maybe we just need just, an orchestrator. I just to say that um, I, I thought in the second half, Sturridge was actually trying to help out Origi, and yeah. I, I think he was more kind of leading the line in the first half, and then in the second half, he dropped off a bit and was was trying to play uh, balls through for Origi, and I, that's an, that, that's another unusual characteristic for Sturridge because we, we yeah. tend to think of him as quite a selfish, selfish player, player, but. It did seem yeah. that he was trying to help him out in the second half. Yeah, yeah. That's a great point. Sorry, I missed that to, to say that. But what, what Jason mentioned now, I think that it's extremely important. Yeah. We remember probably all of you that Sturridge desperately tried to score every single ball, every single opportunity in the last games before he before, uh, yeah. got injured again. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. yeah. All those up, yeah. missed chances from, from tight angles, un- unbelievable. 
yeah, ridiculous positions, but he tried to score himself, 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 never passed the ball. And um, in preparation to this fourth goal, he worked very hard to get free on, on, on the right within the box to pass the ball to a, to a teammate. But, you know, to be fair, I mean, uh, before, before that funk that he was in, um, a lot of those f- FIFA stuff that he was doing, they were, they were going in. <laughs> he, he scored some peaches of goals, you know, amazing stuff. He's, amazing How did st- he stay fit for the 13-14 season? How did he play the whole season and not break down? And then since then, he's just had disruption after disruption after disruption. I don't know. I mean, there's got to be an underlying cause here. Hip, right? Is it he, a had hip? Two mus- he had two muscle, in- muscle injuries. He was out for a month. And then he was out for a couple of weeks. In 13-14. You remember this, this hamstring spell when Klopp started and, and everybody, everybody, every man and his dog got a hamstring injury after that. I think... It was the wrong, the wrong fitness tra- coaching yeah. before Klopp went in and before Kornmeier take, took over in the in, uh, in the following season. Now um, that something was wrong with the with the with the training. Yeah. So all those players. Klopp, Klopp was a bit yeah. enthusiastic. Yeah. Um, without uh, the Maybe, preseason yeah. that fits his style of play, but fitted Rodgers' style was was a bit different. Yeah. Um, do we take a gamble on Sturridge for next year? Do we take a gamble on Sturridge next year? Depends on who comes in. You will see on, exactly. on Sunday, and then the gamble is in fact dissolved. Um, if, Stur- if, if Firmino is fully fit and Firmino starts, Sturridge is going to be sold. I bet yeah. the tenor on that. And uh, if not, agree with you. if Sturridge starts again... If Sturridge starts again alongside Origi, maybe something, um, or uh, alongside uh, Firmino, but Sturridge starts, then Sturridge will be kept. All right. Okay. And on Sunday, are you talking about Sunday? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, Firmino hasn't trained all week, so Firmino almost certainly won't start. Um, And and I think yeah, and I think Sturridge is starting no matter what. Okay. We've got to wrap up. Um, Predictions then, starting with Eric. I'm going for a 5 nil. Oh, oh, same. I'm going for that same exact scoreline, actually. Vez? Patrick from Storage. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Vez? I agree. Okay. Interesting. Vez? Ah, sorry, uh, Keith? 3 nil. Okay. Christian? 4-1. Uh, uh, Jace? Am I the only one feeling nervous? I'm thinking 2-1. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll find out in a, in a moment. These last, these last few games, I've been absolutely shitting myself. The the the, the, the penalty um, against Southampton, I had to leave the room. It's just been absolutely <laughs> awful. Yeah. <laughs> I did too fucking leave. Mental, it's your fault. Really yeah, mental. What's your what's your prediction? Decided. Mental. Forty nine nil. Forty nine nil. Forty nine nil. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Okay, it's she, she she right. capable of, of displaying that. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> okay, guys, thanks. The um, question is, will we, will we be third or will we be fourth? Uh, no, I think it's fourth. 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 Oh, fourth. 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 I think fourth. Yeah. 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 I, don't, I don't think Watford will get any. Is it, is it Watford City have got? I don't think I'll get anything yeah, from but it do City. Have, it is Watford away. And they sack the manager or they're going to part with the manager. So there's lads playing for a future. So who knows? Who knows? Might be in there. 
The problem is that Masari will still be on the bench. <laughs> yeah, well, the guys, yeah. it'll be different. Okay. Uh, our Everton going to do anything against that? Game. Okay, guys, let's wrap up. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> interesting show. Uh, somehow we we limped over the line, just like Liverpool <laughs> on uh, the weekend. We are getting over the line, but uh, more importantly, we we do get over the line. Thank you very much. Um, storage style. Storage style. Storage style. <laughs> Again, um, hope for the best. Up the Reds. Take care and good night. Yay! Night, guys. See you, everyone. Take care. Bye. Cheers,
darkest day of my life. 